Hello, and welcome to Forward Church Online. In this weekly podcast, we hope that you'll have an encounter with God through inspired teaching and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Is it one thing about, you know, we're learning, uh, Amy and I, she's not, I don't know if she disappeared, but we're learning since our move down here that culture is different. Things that we did in Georgia that were really successful aren't always successful here. Um, uh, and, and we've also noticed that people are more apt to go, in Georgia we went on vacation like once a year. Uh, when you live in Florida and you can go coast to coast in like two hours, you can go on vacation every weekend if you want to. I need, to, I need to get in on some of that vacation every weekend kind of thing. I, I don't know, but, but I've noticed that. And, hey, I ain't hating. That's good. That's, that's cool. Uh, that's cool. It, it, you know, if you want to invite the, the other Weber, uh, the younger of the, the Weber uh, family, hey, just give us a call. We'll have our bags packed, and we'll be ready to roll with you guys. Um, just let us know. I mean, we always get those texts, hey, we're, going, we're heading to the beach this weekend, and I'm, waiting for the, I'm scrolling on down waiting for, hey, you think your dad can hook somebody else up to do worship, and you can come with us. I'm waiting for that line, but I just can't seem to find that, that line in the text. So, you know, anyway, y'all just pray about that um, and see how the Spirit of God leads you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's, it's good to get away, and it's, but it's good to be uh, in God's house. And I'm thankful. I want to take just a moment to... Um, uh, this is not my warm-up, by the way, uh, Jamie. I know we've talked about this. Um, but I do want, I do want to take a moment uh, to, to honor people who volunteer in this house. Because I mean, we are family. So I, I, I felt that yesterday, and I've just been thinking throughout the week of, of people, different people who, it, whether you help us keep the facility clean every week, I'm thinking of, of James and, and Miss Francis and Randy and Miss Ruth and others that have helped us, uh, whether this facility or other facilities um, that we've been in. Um, I will tell you that if you want to get in on that, this is going to be the only time the building will be this small. So if you want to go ahead and say, hey, I've helped clean, you might want to do it while we're here because when we move out of here, it's going to be a lot bigger facility. Okay, y'all, I just checked in to see where y'all's faith was this morning and some of y'all looking at me, you know, like that cat looking at, calf looking at that new gate that, that, that somebody painted is like, well, I like that other color better. I'm just kidding. But I do want to honor, if you, if you serve in any area of the ministry, whether you help in the parking lot trying to keep everybody, by the way, out of the Sears area, because we want to we make sure that, that, you know, as the ministry grows and people are coming in, that we don't block out uh, opportunities for people to shop in businesses. Because when we leave this place, we want, we want them to say, hey, you know what, we hate it that Forward Church is gone because they, let, they brought something with them. Uh, there's a presence in this room and in this building. And whoever, whether it's a church that comes in behind us or whether it's a business that comes in, they're going to prosper or the church will be successful because of the presence of God that was housed within you and I in this place. Because it's not in this building, it's within each one of us. So if you serve in any area, whether it's, whether it's greeting at the door, whether it's guest services, whether it's working with our kids, whatever you, if you work in any area, I just want you to stand because we collectively as a group, we just want to honor you in the house today. If you serve in any area, yes, absolutely, our youth pastors, whatever it is. We honor you because that's what family does. That's what family does. So we, we honor you guys. And, and I also want to take an opportunity to honor to my parents and my dad for uh, being faithful um, to the call of God uh, and bringing our family here. Uh, that was a questionable decision uh, through my teenage years, av- having moved from a different culture and then moving here. Uh, it was questionable if that was really God or if it was just to try to keep me out of trouble. Uh, I wasn't sure. The trouble part worked. It did. It kept me out of trouble. Uh, and then I moved away and got into a lot of trouble. But this isn't my testimony Sunday, so I, will, uh, I won't blow your minds today. Um, that will be um, for uh, a later date. And the church said amen. <laughs> I, may, I may try to take that on when you guys send my parents a text and say, hey, you want to go to the beach? I'll share my testimony when they're not here. That's the Sunday that I'll share that. Um, so anyway, hallelujah. Well, if you brought your Bibles with you this morning, turn with me to Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. We're going to read uh, 1 through 12. And it says, A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. Everybody say home. So many gathered there, so many gathered there that there was no room left, not even outside the door. Somebody say outside the door. Say no room. No room. And he preached the word. 
to them. Now, now let me stop right there and say, you know, a lot of churches, and, and I've been, I've been um, guilty of this in, in, in times when you get called into ministry, you're like, okay, God, show me what's the, big, what's the next big thing. What can we do to draw people? Like, you know, is it Easter eggs? Is it, you know, is it put a $100 bill in Easter eggs? Like, what can we do next year to make it bigger than this year? Like, what do you do? Let me just say something. It ain't got nothing to do with the next big thing because the next big thing's already hit. He was here over 2,000 years ago. He was here for 33 years. He lived, he died, and he's in heaven. He rose again, he's in heaven, and he's coming back for you and I. Amen? So he is the next big thing. And so if we want to know what, how to grow the church and how to become successful and, 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 and how to, to be successful in our own lives, it's through what Jesus did. And he modeled it and he preached the word. He wasn't handing out, you know, free, free Dunkin' Donut coupons. And, you know, I don't know what they had back then. Maybe it was roll up, you know, uh, you had a front row spot to put your mule on, you know, at the door. I, I don't know what he could have used something, but it wasn't recorded. So must not have been that important. How many knows whatever was recorded is what's important, and that's what we need to be focusing on, amen? So, so the next big thing has always been, it will always be Jesus. What's going to set people free is when we preach the word. That's, that's what we got to do. We just got to, we got to preach the word. We've got to live the word. That's what Jesus did. The Bible says that, that he was the word, and the word was, was with him. He, he was it. I'm like, it's like, so he was basically talking about himself. He lived it out. Are you living it? How are you living this morning? What's going to bring restoration to broken marriages? Marriages that seem to be ir- irreconcilable. I hate that word. just trips me up every time. Irrenseca- ir- irrens- marriages that are jacked up that don't seem like there's no return. That's the marriages I'm talking about. Anybody ever had a marriage like that? I've had a marriage like that. I mean, you know, it's just so jacked up. It looked irrenseca- I can't say it. I said it all week long. I practiced that word. I can't get it out. If I said it, revival might break. If I tried to say it, revival might break out because y'all would think I was speaking in tongues and be like, yes, he, da, 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 da. I can't even say it. So I'm going to stop. If you've had a jacked up marriage, the only thing that's going to get you straight and unjacked is Jesus Christ. Man, note to self, don't try to put those words in your notes. What we've got to do is we've got to make a commitment that the word is important to us and that we're not going to let anything steer us, divert us from getting the word. We need to get to a place where going to church is not optional and football practice is mandatory. We need to get to a place where going to church is not optional and going to the movies is something we're going to make sure we do every weekend. Or we're going to go fishing or we're going to go... God wants you to do though. He put that desire inside of you. He just wants to know where are you, where where does fishing in me, Jesus? Where does it fall in your priority list? And I've always believed that if I put Him first, He'll take care of the other stuff. It's just how He works. But He wants to know will you put me first? I mean, all the people who've given testimonies in Lavelle and and other people who've shared different testimonies. I'm telling you, that that story probably wouldn't have had the same ending had had He not been on the top of the priority list. So, so what are you saying, Pastor B? It's this. Because you're here today, you have showed God that he is most important today. Now, whatever you do after that, that's your business, and that's between you and him. And, and whatever you allow you know, him to come in and be part of that time. But what you did for the first few moments of the day was said, God, I put you first. And may we do that every day of our lives, every day. May we put him first. Let's make receiving the word a priority. We're called to preach the word. We're called to cast out devils. We're here to feed the poor. We've been put here to clothe the naked. And, the, and also, through the process, we're here to not judge broken people. And that's the area that the church kind of gets a little funky. We good at feeding the poor? Come, come check out my, my awesome chili. or Come check out my spaghetti, and it's, it's all good. But see, there's still too much looking like me in that. you know. And it's cool that you make that because we appreciate that stuff. But how are we doing about... Reaching broken people. I love that. When you guys said that the other day, man, I'm, I'm still broken. We all, we all, we have all got, we've all got cracks. <laughs> we've all got, we've all got areas in our lives. And we've even tried to putty it up. But how many knows if you don't, if it's not the blood of Jesus that's trying to, that, see the blood can, 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 can bring that thing back like to its original state. But if you try to put a little something else on it, how many knows just a little bit of vibration will always, will cause that crack to just, Right, we split one more time. So it's important that we run to the Father. 
Okay, I, I haven't forgot about the verse where we were at. Verse number three says this. So men came. So where are we at? We're in Capernaum, and Jesus is in a house. It's so filled with people that nobody else can get in. Verse 3, so men came bringing to him a paralytic or a paralyzed person carried by four of them. So they, so, excuse me, since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof. Somebody say opening in the roof. The BIV, Bradley's international version is they ripped the roof off. They just, they ripped the roof right off. So they made an opening in the roof above Jesus, and after digging through it, lowered the mat the paralyzed man was lying on. And I was, I was thinking about that, and I thought, there are times that we've got to dig into the Word. There are times that I press you in worship, and you may hear me say the phrase, hey, come on, just push just a little bit. The reason I do that is because I understand the power that is in your praise. I, I may not understand everything you're going through. Obviously, I can tell by the expressions on faces that it might be kind of heavy, but I know that, that, that what God wants to give you is so much lighter than what the enemy is trying to put on you and have you carry in here and then try to just say, well, I can still do this, and I'm going to carry it on back out on my way out the door. So when, I, so when we get in moments of, of pushing, it's because, it's, because, it's because I understand that whatever you do in here has the, a power and the ability to shift and change things in your circumstances and things you're going through. If we didn't believe that, why are we coming in here? If we just coming in here to see what you wear, what I wear, and, 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 and it's a big difference to say, man, wow, worship was really good today. He sang my song, and, man, I just felt I got the goosies. Now, it's a big difference between that and when the presence of God so consumes you that it just crushes every thought about your circumstances. See, because your worship and your praise has the ability to crush whatever you got going on. It has the ability to crush that. So that's why we press. That's why we push. It's, it's time to quit all the patty cake praise and, 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 and just surrender and be relentless about being in his presence. I mean, just be so dogmatic that I, I'm not leaving here until I, I have experienced you today. And if we don't deliver what was your taste buds needed, hey, you know what? You can just look and say, hey, don't turn the lights off. I ain't got what. I, even if you're the only one left, you just would leave the door. We'll leave the light on for you and be like Motel 6. If you don't get what, if you don't come in here and get what you need, then you, because it's not about what we give, it's about what he gives. And we, we may not always be right. What we, our prayer is, God, help us to know what your people need, which is Jesus. So all we're trying to do is point to him. We can point, but it's up to you to, to, to clear the vision, to clear the stuff, to clear the love bugs off your windshield and go, I can see, I can see clearly now the rain is. Storms are nice. My grass is needed, but sometimes I'm ready for the storms to go on. Then I can see all the obstacles that are in my way, but I know that with Jesus, I have the ability to just to, just to, just to move a little, just a little bit instead of just walking around and going, I just don't know. But That's how most Christians do. And then we get that, that, that little bump just gets us so messed up. We're out of church for months. Just because of that, man, it breaks my heart when people go, well, I'm just, I've just got a lot going on. If you got a lot going on, you need to get to the place for someone else to help you. And, and, and guess what? He's put all of us in, in our lives together to help us walk through these things. Some of the stuff that you face, I may be facing. Some of the stuff that you've dealt with in your past, you may be able to help me. Or I may be able to help you. That's what community is all about. Amen? So they lowered the man on the mat. They ripped a hole in the roof. They lowered the man down in front of Jesus. When Jesus, verse 5, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, by the way, that's religious people. Religious people love drama. They were thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Hello, hot news flash. He was in the room. So when Jesus is in the room, I love that statement. And, and it comes to my mind that we say it all the time. Whatever you need is in the room. As long as Jesus has been invited to the party, whatever you need, he's going to take care of it. Now, it may not be in your time schedule. And that, that sets a lot of Christians off. 
But again, when you sing songs like, Father, push my borders back to a place where, where I, I, I can do nothing else but to trust you. When you say that, you're going to get God's attention more than just wallowing on the floor. Oh, God, life's so hard and it sucks sometimes. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe he said sucks in church because I'm going to be real. Life just gets so hard. Man, don't let the enemy lie. Don't let the enemy feed you that bull. Life does get hard. But Jesus Christ came that we might have life and life more abundantly. And with that comes an abundance of issues and comes an abundance of, of other things and, and bad circumstances. But I know that I, I don't walk alone. He is with me and you're with me. We're in this thing together. I hope. I don't want to get to the end of the message yet, but that's, that's where we're going. So they're, they're freaking out and saying, well, nobody can forgive sins but God and God alone. So verse 8 says, immediately Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. How many, how many knows that sometimes you ain't got to say it out your mouth? God can read what's on your heart and in your mind. Matter of fact, the Bible says he didn't look at what's going on in the outward. He looks at what's going on on the inside of you. You can't hide it under a bushel. Whatever you got going on, you may not say it, but if it's in your heart, Jesus can read that. What things are going on in your heart this morning? So Jesus asked him, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat and walk? But that you may know, this is why I did it, so that you may know that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I tell you, get up, take up your mat, and go home. So he got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this before. I believe that we are approaching quickly a day that this building will not be able to hold everybody in it at one time. How many believe that? I believe that. I believe that. And they're not going to come because we're, we've, we've tried to put together the next big thing. They're going to come because they've heard about a community of people who have surrendered relentlessly to Jesus Christ. And they have, they're working with him. They're seeing a change in their life. And they go, I don't know what you've been going on. I don't know what you've been smoking. It ain't nothing but Jesus. Well, then let me come and get a hit of that. The title of today's message is simply this. Rip the roof off. Rip the roof off. Now, I told you that we're not going to look at this the same way what you're thinking because, it was, it, yes, it was about the paralyzed man, and, and we're going to get there because I believe that you can be saved and stuck, and that's, and that's kind of where we're going to be going. But, but, but I, what I want us to talk about today is community. I want us to talk about, and I really I thought about uh, titling this The Power of They. We can do more with more people than we can do with less. But all God needs is a couple of fish and some loaves to get it done. So he, he's, not, he's not limited to by what we have. He just looks and says, is there a willing vessel? Amen? I believe, that the tr- I believe the truths in this simple message are necessary for you and I to become everything that God intended for us to be. I never want to get to a place where I hear from heaven, oh, yeah, that Bradley, he's, he's a pretty cool kid. You know, he, he obeyed. He, he did all right. But he just really never got to what I really wanted him to, to do. No, that's not what I want to hear. I want to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I understand that, that I will hear that one day, I hope. But, I also, man, I want to hear that on a daily basis. I want to hear that when I get up and then I've reached somebody or I've, I, I've, I've touched somebody in their, in their life, and I want to hear God say, you did good. I want to hear him say, thank you for being obedient to my voice. Does anybody in the room want to hear your heavenly father say, before then, now say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Because we're saved to serve, and I want to be faithful in the process. God created you and I with a purpose in mind. There's a picture, I think, that I put in there of a, of a guy. And this is, this is, this is how, this is, this is a lot of Christians. This is the picture of a lot of Christians. You know, we're, we're doing good, and thank you, Jesus, and tithes paid, and bills are paid, and, and then all of a sudden, the wall that you weren't, the wall that you weren't expecting, you just walk in by and just, you know what I'm saying? And then, and then you just give up. But, but, but that's, that's how we do, and, and we no longer, and a lot of times because it got messy right there at that wall we hit, we try to, we try to clean the mess up so nobody can see what, what's going on. When really all God wanted to do was just knock, the, just knock it all down. But see, we, we like to, oh, 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 sister, so-and-so, she's looking. But can somebody sing that other song? I'm trying to clean up my mess. And, 
And we like to try to put it all back together. When God never intended for the wall, God never intended for the wall to stop you. Sometimes he wants you to put some boots on and crawl over the wall or just knock the thing down completely. Anybody in here ever faced a wall before in your life? You might be facing one right now. Stop playing with the wall. Stop trying to paint the wall and make it look pretty. So everybody, yeah, this was my wall. I always intended this wall to be here. Stop trying to work with your problems. You were not meant to keep your situation. The enemy will use the walls of fear and doubt, setbacks to stop you. He doesn't have the power to stop you, but he has the ability to put things in our path that we choose to stop. It's our choice. So for people listening by podcast today, I, I just, I just want to say, whatever, whatever keeps you, man, get to a house. It doesn't matter if it's for, if, it, if they're preaching the uncompromised word of God and they're rightly dividing it and it's not simmered down with someone else's opinion. If it's, get into a church, get into a Bible-believing based place that wants nothing more than for Jesus Christ to saturate them and flip their city upside down for Jesus Christ. You get there. Because if we ever get to the point where we think that the podcast is hindering people from getting into the house, because there's something different. I know you can experience and you can feel the presence of God through the airways, but there's something about being in the house. And if I ever get the indication that it's keeping people from getting in the house, we'll pull the plug on the podcast. But see, I also know that it's utilized for people, friends around the world, people hitting that podcast. But we, tr- we, we are so comfortable. That's where the, the, the Bible says this story was in Capernaum, which translates the city or village of comfort. We, are in a, we live in a generation where we are saturated with comfort. We don't even have to look at each other or even hear each other's voice to communicate. We got, we got Facebook. We, got, we, can, we can crank out some tweets on Twitter. I can take pictures of myself on Instagram with a selfie stick and let you know what's going on in my life. And I never have to, ha- oh, I never have to say anything to you. But there's something about being together. I mean, we tell our kids, man, go outside and play. Go outside and play. Man, yeah, go outside and play. You know, we came up with cool games like freeze tag and duck, duck, goose and, and put your foot in here, bubble gum, bubble gum and all that stuff. You know, we, we came up with cool stuff, man. Somebody gets, somebody gets friends, go outside and play with your friends. You know what they're going to go out and do? They're they going to go outside and be like, can I come back in? It's hot out here. God wants to know, it's cool because we'll use those. We'll use, Facebook's not of the devil, but the devil will use something that everything was created by God and for God. Everything. The enemy's just perverted and twisted it. That's another message. But he, he just wants to know, man, would you get out of, are you spending more time in Facebook and less time in his book? He wants to know, can, can we have a relationship with each other? Ministry is relational. I, I, I want to I know that, that I can count on you, and I want to know that you can count on me. That's church. Church is more like, church has become, and, I, and I, I, I believe that he wants us to flip the script on that, but church has become more like a country club. You know. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. That's what church has become. And it's basically, it's, it's, a, it's a self-glorified thing where we, we look and we want to congratulate you on our perspective of spiritual growth. That's what, that's what we've done to the church. And the people who are lost and hurting, who really need a real Jesus, don't need to see your country club. They don't need to be exposed to that stuff. It's time to shut that, it's time to shut cheers down. It's time to shut down the, the, the coming and hanging out and doing, I mean, it's cool to, to do stuff, we do life together. But it's time to shut that stuff down and make sure that our first priority is reaching the lost people and people that are hurting and people who have jacked up marriages. Or jacked up lives. That's why I come. I come. I come up here so I can make sure that I get realigned. Because you know, when you're out there on the road and you hit a, you hit a, you, that car hits a pothole. You know, in the wonderful city of Chiefland, it'll knock that thing out of alignment in a minute. And that's the same thing when you walk out of church. You feel like you got it all aligned, and you're rolling down the street, and boom, you hit something, and you just call out, fall out of alignment. That's why we come back on Wednesdays. Just come on back in the shop. Let's do a little some. Let's do a little something to that right there. And if you need your car washed, Pastor B will take care of that too. You know, we want to keep you. We want to keep you rolling. Just a commercial. We want to keep you rolling. It's time to rip, it's time to rip the roof off. It's time, bless God, whatever you got going on in your life, it's time 
to get a hold of some tools that Jesus gave you, which is called the word of God. I don't know. We didn't practice this, so I don't know. You, we, you signed a waiver, so I'm going to give this man it's time for us to rip the roof off of some things that are, that are keeping us from, from becoming all that God wants us to be. And I can't do this with just, I couldn't do that with, that's why I needed that other mic. But we, man, we need to get so, so on fire for Jesus that it don't matter what's going on in our life. There ain't nothing going to stop me or hinder me from getting to Jesus. Why are you so violent? Because the Bible says the kingdom of God suffereth violence, but the violent take it by force. You're not going to get your marriage back singing, this is the day. No, you're going to get your marriage back by getting in front of Jesus and saying, I don't know what all this is about, but I know that you hold the power and you hold the keys to let me have all this stuff back that already belongs to me. It's time to rip off the roof of shame. That, that roof of shame, it's time to just rip that. Don't just put a little bitty hole in it and scratch it and go, I see you in there, Jesus. No, just knock the whole thing over and rip the roof off. I'm talking about a forceful advancement of the kingdom of heaven. This area has looked like this. For, for It looks almost identical to how it did when we rolled up in a U-Haul some years ago. A long time. You know why? Because nobody wants to get forceful. Nobody wants to go, you know what? My life stinks. And this, not a, I, it can, I deserve better than that. Jesus wants to give you everything. He just wants to know, will you, can you handle it? He wants, he wants this ministry. Because I, I, it's not about this ministry. It's about the people who have position. Position is everything. Man, if you play sports, if you come here, you're going to know Dad, he relates everything to sports, but... Position is everything. If you're the receiver on the other end, where you are and where that ball is going, it matters that you're where that ball needs to be. If you're not on the field on the other side where you need to be, the ball's not coming to you. Yeah, but I think this play would have been better. And then people get mad. Well, well but, but I was open. Yeah, but that's not the play we called. Somebody say it's time to rip the roof off. This is where it gets dangerous. The enemy has gotten us so consumed with our own issues that we have little to no time to reach out to those who are hurting. We are so consumed with what we've got going on, we don't have time. If it's convenient for me, I might lend a hand to my brother or my sister. But if it's going to cause me to miss the movies, if it's going to cause me to miss my fishing trip, if it's going to cause me to not get that book that I know has been out there because I got my camera set on it, and I'm going to get him when I got out there. We got to get consumed with people who are hurting. Because I'm under the persuasion, if that's not what this is about, I'm out. But see, I know what it's about. And you should know what it's about. It's about reaching people and flipping this city for Jesus Christ. Somebody say, I'm getting tired of hearing you say that. Well, I'm going to say it until I see everybody standing upside down. What you mean they're going to be standing upside down? That sounds like a doctrine. Are you a cult? No. What I'm saying is whatever they used to be, I want to see that reversed. These guys were so committed. They were so committed to their friend. It's the, it's the power of they. Listen. It's the power of they. They were so committed to their friends, it did not matter. Do you know that in, in, in a Middle Eastern village, the, the, the materials that a roof was made of, those guys carried him all the way to get to Jesus. And they were not, they were not stopped by the religious people going, hey, can we get, we got, we got our buddy in here and we trying, we trying, well, I'm in here too. I'm trying to get my fix for Jesus. Sorry, there's no more room. Man, they weren't, they weren't stopped by that. Show me the roof. Where the roof at? How can I, how can I get up and do something different? See, I think that's what Jesus is looking for. He's looking for a body of believers that are willing to do something different, that are willing to step outside the norm. Because, see, the religious people said, well, well, we'll all gather, and then we'll bring Jesus in, and you know, like we do today and from the green room. We, we bring Jesus in, and, and then we're going to have, they want to be in control of everything. This is how the atmosphere is going to be. But you let somebody come who's hurting, who really needs something. Oh, we ain't got time for that. Well, if you ain't got time for that, maybe you in the wrong house. 
Or don't be surprised when somebody goes up on the roof and says, I don't know what y'all doing in there, but I know what I'm getting ready to do, and I'm getting ready to get in front of Jesus for my situation. You cannot crawl up on a roof in a Middle Eastern plate back then and try to start ripping the roof off something without getting your hands dirty. See, that's where the body of Christ misses it. We cool helping people as long as we ain't got to get in there with them. I mean, I know churches that, that you let a teenager walk in the door with a hat and the usher be like, <clears throat> sir, you're going to have to take that hat off. But see, if that usher had been listening to the Holy Spirit, he'd know that that, little, that that teenage kid has a scar from here to here because he got beat up by his stepdad. And he don't want to walk in here because he knows the other kids are going to laugh at him because we laugh at things that, that are abnormal or, or, or just don't make sense to us. See, that stuff don't matter to Jesus. We get so caught up with that stuff. You let somebody walk in with, 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 with a little fragrance on. I'm not talking about the kind that you buy at the mall. I'm talking about the kind you buy at the spirit store. Or a little dime bag and you smoking something. And you come in here and, let you know, they walk into most churches and be like, who is that? Y'all see who just walked in the door? Y'all know what they did? Oh, my, come on. We got Let's just pray for them over here. God, I just, we just lift up so-and-so. And you know what they did and you, hey, brother, how you doing? Ooh, you, you smell like, you smell like alcohol. You, you smell like cigarette. No, 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 that's not, that's reefer. That's reefer. No, that's called pride. Well, you smell like alcohol. You smell like pride. People need, the church has always been about broken people coming in like they are rather than us saying, you come in like you got it all together. Just come in and fake with us. Like this is some big oven in here. We just fake and bake. Now Jesus was all about you come in, you come in like you are. We see it in the scripture. It's called the it's called the, the power of process. I like the power of. You'll see that a lot in sermon titles. It's the, called the power of process. Because see, when Jesus the, the word says, when he saw their faith, see what happens is whatever whatever we collectively have, we can we can break the bondages off of someone else's life because and they might not even, even ask for it. They might not even ask for it. You know, I, I was wondering what it, what it would have been like, you know, being carried up on the roof. And you lay in there. You know when you come and, and, and you know God's fixing to do, you know when he's going to do something. And you get, you get th- that feeling. He, he might have been singing, uh, you know, when he's laying on his mat. And they, 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 they over there trying to break stuff. He probably singing a song like, I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Oh, Lord. Waiting moment for all my life. Oh, long. Oh, long. I mean, I wonder if he was thinking something like that. I've been waiting for this moment all my life. How many Christians show up in church and go, I believe I got a feeling something good is about to happen? So the question is, where's the church? Where is the church? If we're called to reach lost people, where are we in doing that? How are we doing with that? How do we look with that? I know you can come in and write your tithe check and you can sing the song and lift your hand and all that stuff, but how are you doing spiritually? How are you doing on the mission? That's not for me to judge. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pop the question to you this morning to ask yourself, how am I doing in the process and the mission of reaching lost people? Now, I'm not saying go knock on the door and go, or show up at the job tomorrow and go, you know, brother, just the Spirit of God just been, been, been on me, and I just feel like you need to come to church. Man, don't be crazy about it. Don't be crazy like that. Because you'll scare them. There ain't no, don't, no spooky invitations. Just do life with them. We've done all that. They're expecting that. Do something different. I think every one of us in this room, and I'm closing, I think every one of us in, in this room could benefit from authentic relationships. I'm talking about real. I don't want to go to a fake church. I'm t- I don't want to, I don't, I don't like, I don't even like visiting when, hello, brother, how you doing? How come you ain't got a tie on? I mean, when it's time to wear a tie, I'll wear a tie. But I just want to be real because people are real. People are hurting for real, not just playing. <laughs> I got you. No, they really hurting. Some of you today are really hurting. You're really hurting. Your heart is really broken. And through authentic relationships, 
I say, I don't believe we should just show up in a room an hour before service and pray. If there's a need in the house, collectively as a community of believers, we need to take care of whatever that need is. It's the power of they. And over the past 40 years of my life, I've needed some they people. I've needed some people that I could call on. I've needed people since we moved here that I could call on, whether it's been here or called back home. I've needed some they people to help me rip the roof off of some stuff. I don't mean literally going to somebody's house and saying, a Bible study going, hey, I know y'all worshiping Jesus in there. Can I come on in? Oh, y'all ain't got no room. Let me rip the roof off. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about whatever it is that's withholding you or keeping you down. It's time to go, oh, you ain't keeping me down here. I'll just take the next step and come back on top of baby, and I'm going to rip the roof off. Some of you in this house need to rip the roof off of some limitations. Some of you need to rip the roof off of some fears. Some of you need to rip the roof off of some doubt. See, that's the part that gets Christians the most, is I just don't understand. See, doubt is the opposite and the opponent of faith. How are we doing? See, we need, we need friends and we need to be friends that aren't scared of our sin. See, because we're great lawyers at our own sin, but we're the bomb at being a judge to everyone else's. Let me say that again. I can be a great lawyer when it comes to my sin. I don't even need you to help me. I represent myself. I didn't do it. I'm innocent. But I'm a great judge when it's the sin of someone else. And that is not a picture of Jesus Christ. And we, the church, should be the image of him. And that's not him. Oh, we got grace for people who sin like us. But when your sin just kind of looks a little different than my sin... I don't have none. I'm just giving you examples of what the people who won't come to a church, not necessarily forward, but a church, is because that's what they get. Condemnation. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. If your church has got Jesus at the center, there's no condemnation. We're quick to kick them on out. Come back when you get it right. And we've said that for years, but it's still a problem. You struggling with what? Ooh, girl, you nasty. Everyone is sin. Everyone is sin. Except for one. His name was Jesus. But everyone outside of him has sinned and fallen short of God's glory. And the Bible says when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, your sins are forgiven. Let me say this, true deliverance in this season is going to come in community. You got issues, you need, you need help, your answer is going to come in community. That's why I said at the very beginning, don't let anything, coming to church should be a priority. I'd say that if the wall, if, if the, every chair was full, I'd still say that. Because coming to church needs to be a priority. You don't say that if numbers, there's an empty chair beside. No, because that's how it should be. We should never let up. See, that's how the enemy gets the church is we, we get rolling, but then everything kind of gets easy and people start coming and, da, 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 and then we just we let up. Stop letting up. You need, to grab, you need to grab your tool and you need to bust the crap out of whatever the roof. You need to rip the roof off whatever it is that's hindering you from being all that you can be in God's army. Stay connected to the church. Stay connected to your youth ministry. Stay connected to life groups. Man, when, when men's ministry meets on, on, on once a month for breakfast, man, get in there and get, get connected to that thing. When the ladies go do their thing, shopping, movie, eating, whatever y'all do, eat bonbons, get connected. I don't frequent it often, so I don't know what y'all do, but whatever it is y'all do. And when the young couples get together and we, we, we cram into a house or we go bowling or whatever, whatever man, you come hang out with us. There's people sitting in this church right now that made the decision to be a part and become a member of this church because of a life group. Because we did church outside of church. We did life because we are the church. I don't show up and be the church. I'm the church every day. 
So, 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 in the end of that story, when the religious people said, well, who are you to say your sins are forgiven? Can you imagine what the guy was saying? He's like, Jesus, the, the, the paralyzed guy's like, well, I appreciate my sins are forgiven, but that ain't really why I got lowered through the roof. I'm, I got a problem. I can't move. But see, that shows me the power of process because Jesus understood the condition of how he was internally before he he doesn't change. He always looks at the inward before the outward. That's where we mess up because we, 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 get, we get locked into what it looked like on the outside and all them tattoos and them, them earrings and that hair and all that stuff. He's looking at what's going on, on the inside of you, what's going on in your heart. Because see, because they were like, that's where we, we, we would step in and go, well, Jesus, where was the miracle at? The miracle, he did the miracle. Because, see, the miracle was, even if he never got up off that mat, he was going to spend eternity in heaven with Jesus. But then he said, take up your mat and go. See, that's, that's how God, God laid it out, how we're supposed to do it. We're supposed to get to the heart of a man and let him work out the exterior stuff. It's kind of like this, and I'll close, I promise. It's kind of like this. How many of you ever have kids? You got, you got children. You're a parent to a child or a grandparent. Well, if you're a grandparent, you, okay. Never mind. Y'all figure that out. I'm not too bright. I'm sorry. Um, you know, when they first nine months old, they take that first walk. Y'all remember what it looked like? Y'all remember what it looked like? Just, they kind of standing there, not really sure. They got that wide stance, you know, so they can lock it in. But, you know, they, they trying to walk and, and then... And we're all excited about what they're doing. Yeah, that's it, that's it. And then they fall. We don't look at them and go, get up. Can't you get your stuff together? Nine months old. Hey, God, you sent me a messed up one. Can you send me another one? No, we don't say that. It's the same thing with the body of Christ. Man, when somebody gets saved, he did the inward. He'll take care of the outward too. That's not my job. My job is to say, like I did to my children, my girls, come on. Come on, you got. Come on, let's just just get all that get all that off and stand back up on your feet. Now, come on, no, 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 don't look at them. You you keep your eyes on me. Keep keep right here because you don't need to be distracted by anything. Come on, keep your eyes right. That's how we need to be in the body of Christ. Less of less of less of. Oh my God, I can't believe you did that. And more of. Come on, it's okay. When I was that age, I did the same thing. I fell on my can just like you did. Oh yeah, you experienced that and you went through that and you made that choice. Yeah, I did too. But that's okay. And how we need to be, come here, Jamie. How we need to be is this. It's called, it's called they. Oh, shoot. I got to stand right there. I got I to gotta tell you this. Because this is, this is good. Everybody needs a they. It's up to you to identify who you they. Everybody needs a they. They, they will get you to Jesus. No matter what. Oh, I got to get my hands dirty? It's okay. They will get you to Jesus. They will rip the roof off. They will go around obstacles, but you got to find your they. Because they, they believe for your healing, even if you can't believe it for yourself. Oh, but listen, if you've got a they, you got to watch out for them. Because they, they love you. But them, they'll judge you. Them, they'll whisper about you. Them, they'll act like they care, but they'll be texting about you behind your back. Why? Because they never liked you in the first place because they couldn't control you. They will pray for you. They will celebrate your successes. Them, they don't, they don't, they don't care nothing about because they want some of what you got. They want the spotlight, and if they can't get it, they take off. Watch out for them. You need to be hanging out with they. And if we're going to be a community of they, somebody say, what was the point in that 30-minute dissertation? It's simply this. We need to be a community of they. First to ourselves, because the Bible says, by this will they know that you're my disciples. Not how we love the world, but how we love one another. I ain't forgot about you. But how we love one another. So when they see us taking care of each other, there's going to be a trust factor. Why they won't come is because they don't trust you. And they don't trust us. They don't trust me. So I want to break that down. That's just how I am, man. If, if, there's, if you got a roof over you that says, I can't come up to where you are because I don't trust. Now, baby, let me rip that roof off. Let me show you my heart. 
See, there needs to be some days that when I'm doing my walk, don't let me fall. When I'm doing my walk, that means come close and put your hands up. When I when I'm we didn't rehearse this. When I when I'm doing my walk and and I'm just, and everything seems lovely and I, and I, I just whoa, I need a date. Not like we are in the gym. You, you ain't, ain't got to do all that. Just hold me. So you do that to somebody who's lost. They gonna take off because they ain't got all that going on. I I don't want to show them all that because they'd be scared, you know. So no, don't show them. But just see that that's good. That was good. That was good. See the church likes to correct. The church likes to correct in a rough way. But the Bible says to restore him gently. That was good. We should have practiced that. That was pretty good. But see, see, but see, we need we all need a they. Because I'm gonna fall. I'm not perfect. Hot news flash. I know some of y'all just be like, oh my God. Don't say nothing. Whoever <laughs> don't say nothing. But, but you just, we need to always be on guard for each other. Always, always watching because we never know when that person might, we never know when that person might need us. But see, if he was always focused on what he needed, I might, I might fall and hurt myself. Thank you, Jamie. I might fall and hurt myself. But I need to be focused on you. I need to be focused on you. If you're here this morning and say, you know what, I want to be a part of they, I want you to stand to your feet. There's no coming to the front. It's just saying, you know what, I got something. I, I need to be a they. Let me tell you something about a they. When you, when you are a they, you've got to operate with a heart of invisibility. What do you mean? You can't be, you can't. It's kind of like, was it Noah that was naked? And his sons, <laughs> you got to have a heart of invisibility. You can't be moved by what their sin is. Because if you've not experienced, you can't handle it. So don't try to work it out because it's not up to you to handle. It's not even up to you to change. It's just up to you to be there, they, and point them in the right direction. That's what our role is. But the church is ching, ching, ching. Trying to do it themselves to clean them up. It's not our job. It's his job. Matter of fact, the job's already been done. We just got to get in front of him and receive the gift. So if for, for to be a, a they community, there's three things we got to have. Accountability, accessibility, and availability. I can always tell you, I always know if I'm getting ready to do something wrong because the people that are closest to me don't have access to me. And I am speaking from experience. When I'm getting ready to do something wrong, the people that are closest to me can't reach me. So, so, so as a body, we've got to be accountable, accessible, and available to each other. But we got to be like Noah's boys were when he was in a, in a messed up state. Don't even need to talk about that. They didn't even want to see him in that state. They walked into the room backwards to cover him up. See, that's what we're going to have to do as a, as a they. we got to cover people. Cover you. See, if you're a member of this church, I, I got your back. Not going to let nobody talk about you. Not going to let it. No, not on my watch. Not going to do it. Well, do you know what so-and-so? I don't care what they did. Well, who do y'all let to come to the church? Well, we'll just let anybody come. That's what the Bible says. Let them come. I'm not worried about it because it's not my responsibility to make them right. It's not your job. It's our job to be there they and hold them up. That's our job. So as we stand, I'm going to ask Dad to come as the senior pastor of the house and to pray for the theys. And if you've been of them in your own way, repent. If you've been of them, if you've been somebody goes, yeah, I, ooh. Hey, brother, how you doing? I'm blessed. can't believe that. Oh, just, oh, something wrong with him. Yeah, there is. I was counting on you. 
How many people have walked away from church because they were counting on somebody? So I say, well, do pastors need? Yeah, pastors need a they. Better believe it. How many pastors have walked away from ministry because they needed a they? They've been a they to everybody else. So let's be a they for our community, for our cities, for our teenagers. I was thinking on the way, I was thinking on the way to church this morning. You know, when we're dead and gone, us older people, I'm in that class now. It's time for us to be the they for the generation. That's why Jamie and Shelley's role and those that work with our students is so vitally important. Because if we don't, if we don't invest in them, there'll be no First Baptist Church, Hardy Town, Forward. What I don't even know all that. There'll be none of that because because all them folks gonna be dead and gone. And if we don't invest in them and let them know who Jesus is and what Jesus is really about and start painting the better picture of what the Scripture describes as Jesus and the love of Christ, they're not coming in, and we'll close these doors in about 25 or 30 years to every church. We've got a responsibility. Wake up, church. Where is the church? We are they. Give the Lord praise in the house. Come on, all over the room. Let's give the Lord praise in the house. Father, we exalt you. Thanks for listening to this edition of Forward Church Online. We hope this has been a blessing in your life and that you'll share this and other great resources with your friends. We want to invite you to explore our webpage at www.myforwardchurch.org. There, you'll find online giving, church events, and so much more. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter as there's always something happening around Forward Church. If you're ever in our area, we'd like to extend an invitation to come be a part of one of our live worship experiences. Thanks again for listening to the Forward Church online podcast. Have a great week.